Hello and welcome to Margaret and Mike Explain Things to Me, the podcast where we may not know what we're talking about, but we'll sure explain the heck out of it. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. It's a little fraught around here for reasons we'll get into. Uh-huh. I mean, like, regionally, not in our house. Our house, I think we're not more fraught than normal. We're doing all right. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into our main topic, we always like to start with um, some culture and some stuff from the internet. We haven't recorded in a while because things, we'll talk about some of those things, uh-huh. um, but Mike, were you able to squeeze in any time for culture over the previous many weeks? Um, the Good Place is back. That's, that's true. I think that's like the one show I watch, we watch on TV regularly anymore. I, I wouldn't say it's the one show. Well, for now it is. It's the show that, well, there's other shows too, but it's the kind of only half hour sitcom, if you Uh want to call it that, that we watch uh, together or like try to watch as close to when it came out as possible, uh, which we're not doing tonight, I guess. Wow. We'll see how long this episode is, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to think. But yeah, so um, would you encourage people to watch? This is the third season. Yeah. Would you encourage people to watch the third season? Um, I absolutely would, but... Um, you have to start from the beginning. It's not yes, something you can thank you. get into half, like you a third of the way through. You have to start at the beginning and keep going from there, which will be easy to do once you get started because it's really good and they did a good job with the pacing and everything so it's yeah i could see parts like of this season with, yeah. being frustrating though but sorry what were you saying i like it when people can do suspense really well and this is one of those times yeah it's hard to do with a, a half hour sitcom especially but well especially one that's mostly about moral philosophy yeah but so but you can make moral philosophy pretty suspenseful turns out you can so yeah so that's what i have what do you have for us well i've been um i've been reading a lot Uh um as usual so i was going to mention this kind of interesting book that i read over the last couple weeks so it was the high holidays recently um rosh hashanah yom kor there's a few others in there that are all the all the good ones um and so that was a um I don't know. I decided I would read a book that was related to them this year. Um, so I read one called This is Real and You Are Completely Unprepared. That's mm-hmm. the whole title of the book by Alan Liu. Um, Who's Alan Liu? Uh, he is a rabbi. He died in 2009, according to the prayer book. I don't know anything else about him, really, other than he did sort of, he was kind of into Buddhism in the 70s and then mm-hmm. um, got more serious about Judaism and eventually became a rabbi. Um, and so a lot of what he writes is, is kind of from a point of view, it's, it's not really religious, it's more, um, what kinds of lessons can you take away for living your life? And, um, I thought it was interesting that the title of the book, This is Real and You Are Completely Unprepared, comes from a story about his mother, who finally had this opportunity, she, you know, was this gifted pianist and had an opportunity to get into Juilliard with a full scholarship and had this concert at Carnegie Hall that, you know, she'd prepared for, practiced so much, but then when she got there, she couldn't do it. Like, she was completely unprepared once once it was real. Hmm. And that's sort of a lot of our life. You know, it's like you can kind of think whatever you want to think, 
but when it comes down to it, you're really not prepared for for the reality of existence. So uh, I think that's a good I think that's a good lesson because I think we we have this idea that we should always be able to figure it out. Maybe I'm the only person who feels this way, but I don't think so. I think there's sort of like we everything's controllable. We can anticipate things. We can have some control over it, and it's like not actually true that you can. So you have to kind of figure out how you're going to exist despite that fact. Um, and so his point is like the high holidays are like a chance to think through that process and mm-hmm. um, come to terms with, with what your life actually is. So I enjoyed that one. So it, it's not, um, like I said, it's not, there's some things in, that are a little silly and there's some things that are probably too religious for some people and not religious enough for other people. Um, but he makes it very clear. It's like, this is not really, I mean, he uses the idea of God, but it's like, most of the stuff is not really, it doesn't change whether or not you actually think there is a God or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that helpful. Um, since some books don't, don't come up with that, with that attitude. That's what I was going to talk about this, um, PBS show we've been watching. Um, but it's a lot of, a lot of random murders and sex crimes and I don't know. I'm a little, there's a lot of that in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So, but it's good too. Yeah. It's, anyway, so what what happened on the internet, Mike? Um, a lot of people are very excited about a comet that is going to be passing relatively close to Earth. Um, I think I know which one you a mean. A couple weeks after Halloween. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's the one that looks like a skull. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've seen that. Yeah. Why is it called a dead comet? Um. I don't know. Because it looks like a skull? Probably not. It's going to... It'll be 25 million miles away. That's about a quarter of the distance from the Earth to the Sun. I think maybe it's called a dead comet because it doesn't have a... A tail? A tail, maybe? Well, what's... Okay, I'm... I'm going to not ask any more questions because these are things I should know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. According to the NASA researchers, the asteroid's orbit and velocity velocity su- suggest it might be a dead comet, stripped of its icy debris tail by too many trips around the sun. And how does... I guess my question is, what? how does that make it different from an asteroid, but... It is an asteroid. Okay. It used to be a comet. Okay. I don't know. I... I find a lot of these, you know, and then the, the quiz of like, what do you call a meteor? Is it a meteor or a meteorite? And what? And uh, I get very nervous about these things because I don't remember them. It's like that. And How often does it? Well, for us, it comes up a lot because of who our child is. But well, I also yeah, it's that in clouds. Like I can never remember the different types of clouds. Yeah, me. Either. I've gotten better again thanks to having a four-year-old, but mm-hmm. um, but I still cannot remember them other than lenticular those were the ones i remember uh. um so anyway yeah well that's exciting we'll be able to uh i hope they get some good pictures yeah. of it this time yeah well we'll that's... look forward to seeing what's the name of this comet again um wd40 2015 something yeah that that makes more sense. That that generally. So that's when they discovered it. When it actually came close to us, 
on Halloween in 2015. Pretty exciting. 2015 TB 145. All right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, it came back. Good. Didn't lose it. So, um... Did not... A, did not get this alert, and B, um, was in the middle of giving a presentation at work. When everyone else got when it? When everyone else got it. So everyone's phones were making weird noises, and they were all reaching for them to see if they got it. But... And this whole thing's on video, actually, so we could we can go back and see the reactions people had uh-huh. to it. Um, so I didn't get the... You know, but I... I I said some probably inadvisable things about it afterwards to people mm-hmm. privately. And then, um, but then of course everyone else on the internet was like, you know, making fun of this thing. So there were some funny things. I, uh, will not get into them in detail because what I have done is I am really enjoying iOS screen time. So this is a new thing in iOS 12 where you can, um, get, you can sort of set parameters for your uh, work. So, you know, like, not your work, but <laughs> Twitter is not my work. Um, you can set parameters for your various apps and, like, how much you like to use them mm-hmm. and when you shouldn't really have access to your phone. So I set it so that it, I have 45 minutes a day on social media on my phone, um, which you think, that sounds like a lot, but I sure can blow that through that pretty quick. Uh, so you still have Facebook on your phone, right? Yes, I still have Facebook on my phone. Mm-hmm. How do we think I post so many adorable pictures of our children on Facebook? Okay. Fewer people in your real Facebook house. Um, anyway, it's... Um, well, I had to get rid of it because I was too tempted to get in arguments with people that my friends kind of know or are related to. Well... Be that as it may, I was able to, um, like, you can, it still knows. Like, if you're on in the browser, it'll still know. Like, I went on, I was like, well, I wouldn't know about Twitter in the browser. Oh, yes, it did. It was like, you're <laughs> done with Twitter for the day. <laughs> so it shut that right down. So it's like, it gives you a thing saying, like, you're done, and you can set, you can ignore it and set a, like, tell me, give me for 15 more minutes or ignore it for the rest of the day. I've luckily never pressed ignore it for the rest of the day, but I could see doing it if there was some kind of big thing going on. You're just like, I just need to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think my problem is that I've been, so there were these murders in the neighborhood that uh-huh. I'm very concerned about, um, as are most people. And so I keep like, you know, seeing if there's news, but I'm never happy about that. But anyway... So th- that's been helpful, and I also have it set from being 10.15 to 6.15, everything shut down. So that helps me from, because I really should be, if I'm not in bed at 6.15, at 10.15, I definitely don't need to be on my phone. Yeah. And I should not be looking at my phone between 6 and 6.15, I should be getting out of bed. Uh-huh. So now it's like basically, it's like an incentive to get in bed at, before 10.15, and it's incentive to get out of bed before um before six or before six fifty eight. So I think it's working out pretty well. But anyway that that's meant that I can't spend a lot of time looking at ridiculous things because I that's so probably much time. For the best right now. Yeah, I think in general. So I would encourage everyone to try out screen time and see what you're doing. Mm. Interesting data that you will not be happy to see. Well, I'm gonna need to get a new phone before that and that's pretty low on my list of priorities right now. I hope it stays there for a while. 
Okay. It seems low on your list of priorities. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our, our topic for the week. Uh, so this is a little bit timely in a few ways. We're going to talk about jury duty. Uh-huh. And the reason we're talking about it is that I had to do it last week. And there's also um, a trial in Chicago that's in jury proceedings right now. That's, well, it's not in Chicago. It's in Kane County. But about mm-hmm. Chicago. So we'll find out soon what happens with that. Yeah. That's like a big, stressful, like, weeks of time. Like... One of a, many. A lot... A lot on the line with that decision. Yeah. So... Um, so I thought we'd just talk about kind of the more mundane sort of jury duty that we've both had. Um, so... I had jury duty this last week, and then last time before had been about six years ago, and then I think it had been maybe probably four years before that. So I've only had it three times. They only called me up once. Yeah, and so when was that? That was, I think, maybe two, three years after we got married, if I remember correctly. You know, I wonder it's because you're not a driver, Mm -hmm. though you do have a state ID. But, yeah, they know where to find me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm registered to vote and everything. Yeah, well, it's from voters or drivers. Yeah. As, as Lester Holt explains in the video. Did you wait to see the Lester Holt video? No, they didn't have the Lester Holt video. Oh, well. All right. I don't remember what video they had. Were you downtown or were yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, they had the Lester Holt video, though. Okay. They've had that video since time immemorial. Well, maybe they did have it, and I just don't remember. You may just saw him pay attention to the video. Yeah, that's entirely possible. It yeah, like explains definitely. like who the judge is and who the like the sheriff is, not the sheriff, but the bailiff. Not the bailiff. The oh. um, the guy in the uniform. Maybe you weren't paying attention to the video either. Well, I was talking <laughs> deputy something. Okay. We had deputy Parks. Deputy Parks was always trying to make us behave. What, was it was it difficult? Um, I don't know. I think there were some people who considered themselves the real comedians of the group. So, mm. um, all right. Well, anyway, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Um, sure. Jury duty. Everyone has the right to a trial by jury, uh-huh. or have their civil case decided by trial by jury, uh-huh. um, and. So to do that, they have counties, like, they have the courts, obviously, try to get some people in to do it. And so you get a letter in the mail, and I guess in our cases, we've we've done a couple different things. Like, the last two times, for me, I've gone, and you went the time you had it. Didn't try to, you didn't, like, try to postpone it or anything, right? No. My, yeah, me either this time. Like, it was not good timing because my book was due a few days after. But I thought it would actually work out for me, and it did. Like, I played yeah, the odds, and it worked out just fine. Um, the time before that, I, or like the time, the last time too, same deal. And it was also a civil case. Um, then in, one time when I was in grad school, like, towards the end, like, I was about to move not that long after. I got a summons for grand jury, which is a whole different thing. Uh-huh. Um, I forget exactly what a grand jury does even, but they like they kind of hear things and then decide if there's a case, I think. Yeah. I think that's something like what it is. But So that's a group of people who have to meet weekly. 
And it's not like you get in or out of it. Like when you're in a regular, we'll get into that later, but like grand jury, they're just like, you're just on it. Like there's no, they don't question you or anything. It's like mm-hmm. you just do it. But the problem was that it was scheduled like every Thursday from 10 to noon or something, which was exactly when I had my one class I was registered for that semester. Because it was my last semester and I didn't need the credits, but I needed to stay somewhat enrolled. So mm-hmm. I was just taking two classes, but one was for school, like one was for my like degree and then the other one was for fun it was my sanskrit class so it wouldn't have affected sanskrit because that was at four, from four to five um either i can't remember if it was tuesday thursday or monday well, anyway it was four to five. Oh, maybe it was four to five monday through thursday it doesn't matter what my sanskrit class was point was it wouldn't have interfered with that but for the, the class i actually needed for school that was like little research methods maybe mm-hmm. not that i've ever used that class in the way it was intended to be used, but... I'm sure you learned something. All I've learned was the Hawthorne effect, and it's the only thing I know about research, and I say it all the time. There you go. So, <laughs> that's that's all I know. Um, anyway, point was, it was going to be real difficult to make this grand jury, and I was very stressed out. Also, it, was, it would run into June, and we were planning to get married in June. And we did. We did get married. But so I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, this just doesn't seem feasible to do that. I miss class. And I, because like, I, it was a little bit late to try to find a different class. Mm-hmm. That would work. You know, I just didn't see possible. So I called them and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, here's my situation. I've got class at this time and I, I'm moving out of the county. Like, I'm supposed to move out of the county in May. So what do I do? And they're like, oh, you don't have to do it then. Never mind. Okay. I was like, oh, was that simple? I was just saying, I'm going to have to go and, like, spin a whole tale for a judge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really going to be a thing. And, no, you just don't have to go. But I guess in a college town, they're probably used to people who aren't going to be there. Yeah. And, like, you know, can't really make that kind of thing. If it had been any other day or time, I might have still done it. But it would have been difficult. Like, I would have had to... I wouldn't have been a resident of the county at the end, and I wasn't going to stay later. No, no. That would have been, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I can't get married. I have to be on this grand jury. Uh-huh. I think they'd probably let you out of it. If there was a trial that they thought was going to last past your wedding, and you were like, I already am, like, getting married that day, they'd probably let uh-huh. you out. So, yeah, let's talk regular juries, how you get on a jury or not. So, neither of us have ever been on a jury. Nope. Did you even get questioned? Yeah. Yeah, you got questioned. I've never even been questioned. So talk well, about talk about that process. Um, it was a lawsuit. It was this lady who was suing a police officer for because she instead of pulling over immediately pulled over in a gas station where oh, there yeah. were lights. I remember on, this, yeah. And he was very angry about that. And I forget what he did exactly, but it was enough that she was brought a lawsuit against him. Right. So. And the, and the way that the questioning works, I assume this is for you, they just kind of call it, they call it 14 people yeah, at random. Yeah, they said, would you be able to be, to be impartial about this case? And I shook my head and they asked me why and I explained why. You want to tell the podcast listening audience why you weren't going to be impartial? In broad, I do the, in broad I'll, I'll, strokes? I'll, I'll tell the short version, which okay. was that I was falsely arrested in college. Yes. And the police officer, after arresting me, admitted that he did not 
that he just picked someone at random. Yeah. So I've had a negative experience with the police uh, through no fault of my own. So they weren't going to pick you for the jury. Yeah, and also, like, just from the facts they laid out in the room explaining the case to the jury, it was like, yeah, obviously this guy... Obviously, this guy is is liable here. Yeah. So, I have... The two cases that I have been in the room for, but never questioned for, like, they just ran... Like, just never selected my name. Mm-hmm. And they'd always managed to fill up the jury before they got to me. Um, they were both lawsuits. One was a malpractice suit, and then one was a injury. And I don't know with the with the malpractice one... I really couldn't, like, from the facts of the case as they were describing them in the room, I really had no idea. Like, there was a lot of detail missing, um, and you couldn't quite pick up. You could kind of get a sense of what had happened, but I also, um, I think with these malpractice things, like, you can't just guess. Like, you have to really know what happened. Yeah. Um, The things they were asking, you know, they ask these very emotional questions. Like, if your your mother had died, how would you feel about it? Or, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, well, I suppose I would feel unhappy Uh, about it, you know? Yeah, stuff like that. Um, So that one was very dramatic because everyone had to tell these stories of these surgeries that had gone wrong in their lives. Yeah. Um, um, But I wouldn't have known, you know, like, I I think I could have been impartial in that one because I couldn't tell from what they were, like, I didn't have any preconceived notions either way about it. and I think they said that trial would have taken two weeks, which would have been tough for my schedule, but I think I could have probably fit it in at the time. I I look back at my schedule, and like before I had kids, I'm just like, what was I thinking? I had so much time. Mm-hmm. Like I never felt like I had time, but I did. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. But that one I never got questioned, but it was really interesting hearing. And then the second time around, this time, I it was an injury thing where someone had, uh, it sounded like from the questions they were asking in the room, like a delivery driver had made a U-turn and hit someone rollerblading downtown. Hmm. Um, I personally felt just by looking at the plaintiff and the defendant that I would probably be in favor of the plaintiff. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I didn't see what, you know, like, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the injuries were. They were his ankle because I kept asking about, does it, do you have any feelings about podiatrists? And, and that's what they kept asking people. Some people were like, what? no, and then one person had a lot of feelings about podiatrists, and she had oh to go in the, the private room to talk. Uh, so they have this private okay. room off in the side where if you have, like, a secret thing, it's very funny, because the judge and the attorneys and the court reporter all have to, like, go, like, run in the other room and, and have their secret conference for a little while. They also had, at one point, the, the lawyers, like, the one lawyers always has to stand up. I think they have to run on a show for the jury a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Your Honor, I'd like a sidebar, and then they all go into the other room. And I think basically one person says, like, you're being real weird in your line of questioning. Can you please stop it? And then, yeah, yeah I think that's that's what I imagine happens, because they come back in, and he's, he came back in after they were gone for, like, five minutes having this conversation. And he came back, and he's like, Your Honor, I have no further questions. Sat down. Like, okay, I okay. guess you got, the, you got some kind of message from somebody in there. Um, so... Anyway, I again, I, I would have found it fascinating to get questioned for that. I wouldn't mind doing that one because mm-hmm. um, it was only they would say it was only a few days. It would have been tough for my schedule, but not impossible. Um, 
Well, it was only supposed to be two days long. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to hear about people being hit by cars and needing ankle surgery. That sounds... Yeah. Like, not great. Um, I assume it was ankle surgery. I don't know. It could have been one of those little bones in the foot. Well, what I was curious to know is why know. the podiatrist made a difference about the, like, why he was suing him for injuries and loss of, like, I was like... Maybe a, he's a podiatrist? No, I don't think so. No? No. Okay. I could look at, I'm sure I could figure this case out if I looked in the, I could just look it up and see what happened, but, um, yeah, it's, but it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing because you're sort of brought, you never know what's going to happen here. You're brought in random with these total strangers. Now, I did the um, there was a girl sitting next to me this time that I talked to her in the elevator going up because mm-hmm. she had she had sparkly espadrilles that I thought were really cool looking. Hmm. So I said, "Oh, I like your shoes," and she said, "Thank you." And then um, she sat she ended up sitting next to me and she she'd known this was her first time. I think she was probably in her early twenties, and so she'd never been before. And so she kept asking me, like, "Oh, what are they going to do now? What happens hmm. now?" So um, she didn't end up getting called up either. So I think she felt. Um, but help, happy to like see the process, but not have to actually do it. Um, right, right. So the people that it's funny because they have to question all these people because I think they have to come to an agreement about who they'll take. Like I think the attorneys make that agreement. You know, they get to ask everybody these mm-hmm. questions. I don't know how many people they're allowed to like get rid of. So we had basically a lot of medical people and a lot of lawyers on the panels each time, mm-hmm. and pretty much all of those people got dismissed. Um, someone worked for an insurance company. They went on and on for a really long time about what kind of insurance she did and what people, she didn't, she was an accountant. She didn't do actual insurance, but, mm. um, you had to ask her a lot of questions. So there are, um, it's very, it's very interesting. Like the peak you get into people's lives because they really get into some details. What, where were you born? How long have you lived in the United States? What do you like to do in your spare time? Um, there's a couple of lawyers who are real pieces of work in the panel. Hmm. An entertainment lawyer, mm-hmm. who I think the attorneys were just like asking him. The attorneys and the judge were just asking him these questions, like, like why'd you do that? It's like, what were you he was involved in? Some kind of libel suit for hmm. something he said. It's like, oh, this is this is fascinating. And there was another guy who um, had a, he had a problem with rollerbladers. He thought they were annoying, and he was also in a Republican <sighs> club. Okay. In a club about Greece because he's. I don't know if he's from, I don't think he was born in Greece, but his, you know, his, mm-hmm. uh, has Greek heritage. These were, there's some, there's some real. Sounds like, Some yeah. real characters, but, um, I guess, so, yeah, it's kind of a weird, the whole day is a very weird day. It was a very weird day for me, too, but I got some money to go get lunch, so I did. You got and money I went. to go get lunch? In addition to your $17? No, they gave me $17, so I went out and got a nice lunch. Everyone gets $17. I hope, hopefully everyone gets a nice lunch. I had a, um, what did I have, veggie, do you remember, what was it? I had a burrito. What was it? It was some weird kind of... Vegetarian carnitas, somehow? No, it wasn't carnitas. It was, um, what's that thing with the pineapple? Al pastor. Yeah, veggie al pastor. That's what I had. Cool. Yeah, that's a fun place I went to, the Latinicity. Yeah, I went to a pub and got a fancy burger. Did you have, were you done with work? At, or like, were you done with the thing at that point? Or yeah, did you? Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I think mine was. They pulled a bunch of people out into the hallway. Someone who worked there said, well, 
You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And then he gave us all $17 checks and we left. Okay, yeah. We had to go back down to the office because we didn't know. They're like, well, maybe they'll be on a panel or maybe not. But then we got there and they gave us all checks. So everyone was great. So yeah, it was actually great. I got out right. It was a late, it was like 12.30, almost, it, was, it may have been almost 1 o'clock by the time I got out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then I got to go home. So that was nice. I mean, eventually I got to go home. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, do you know anybody who's ever been on a jury? If I do, they haven't talked to me about it. Yeah, I don't, I think that it would be, there's a very interesting article in the Tribune, and we're going to have papers soon at Loyola. So there's this woman named, um, I'm going to totally forget what her name is, Fritz, Jean Fritz, Fritz, something like that, Jean something, we'll call her Jean F. Um, She uh, was in the Chicago 7 trial. She was a juror, and she had really Mm. detailed notes. So that one was really complicated. It was a long trial, and they were sequestered. Mm -hmm. And she had kids, um, so she's away from them for this whole time. And it was like 1968 into 1969. And, or no, it was even later than that. It was because I think by the time it went to trial, it was like 1970 almost at that point. Or it was 1970 by the time it finished. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This show is not a show we know we're talking about. Like, I hope that's clear to everybody. But anyway, she kept these very detailed records of, like, her thought process through it and, you know, kind of things that she was didn't like the other jurors doing or things that happened in the courtroom. And mm. it was it was very, and like, her observations actually allowed um, eventually one of the convictions to be changed in some way. Again, I don't remember wow. this. I read this article. But because she kept, you know, she just felt very strongly that things hadn't been done correctly in this one case. So... Mm. She, um, and she was not completely satisfied with it, with anything that happened, but there was this one piece that she really got to improve and fix. So that was, that was a really interesting look into that. So her papers, these papers that she kept have been donated to the Women in Leadership Archives at Loyola. So I'm sure that, um, that's, there'll be more work done on those scholarship and everything, but, um, Maybe they'll change something else too. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was a really cool, like, example of that. And the people, I think, if you get on a big trial, a lot of times people end up writing books or something. Not everyone, but people can. Or, you know, they can write about that. Not everyone writes a book who's been on the jury. But, um, yeah, so it's an interesting process. And it's and, and I think that what they say in the video a lot of times is it's a very important part of citizenship to do this. Like, it's a hard thing to do, and it's kind of scary, but it's not. It's better to do that than a lot of other things you could be doing, so... Yeah. And I think that's true. It's like you could, you know, it's like you're not fighting a war. That's also scary, but that's like a kind of, you know, this is like a good thing too. You're like assuming people are innocent and giving, um, you know, asking for some amount of proof just to show something else. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind being, I really would like to be on a jury someday. Okay. I'm, well, maybe it'll happen. Yeah, it might. Someday. Yeah. Some people go, there was one person who said she gets called like pretty much every year, but. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I, been so called in I over had, six years. What was funny is I um, had just contested a parking ticket not that long, which I did not. Yeah. I don't know. I did not do it correctly or something. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't get out of the parking ticket. It was totally in, in bad. I should not have gotten that parking ticket. I was mm. not, I was not doing anything legal. They just. I made a slight error in signage, but I was in the right. I had, never mind. Let's not get into it right now. Okay. Um, 
But I was wondering if maybe, like, my contested parking ticket, they were like, well, you want to be part of the justice system, do you? Here you go. But it could just be also it was, um, you know, just randomly, whatever, from, like, when I'd... I also renewed my driver's license this year, so it may have just mm-hmm. been... They're like, oh, well, we know she's around still. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just... I but thin enough on the radar to know that, like, I was still... I was still a going concern in the state of Illinois and Cook County in particular. Possibly. Yeah. I also wonder if there's just so many people in Cook County that you're less likely to get. There's a lot of trials, but mm-hmm. I don't know how it would work. In like, I wonder if it's, if it's like a fairly medium size, like a smaller city that has a lot of trials, then maybe you get called more or a smaller county, I guess I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting question. Again, these are not questions that we research. I'm sure there's statistics on it somewhere that we may or may not have access to. I bet I could find out. I bet you could find yeah. out, definitely. I could do it. But, um, yeah, so let's hope that things go okay with the trial that's going on in Kane County right now. and Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. We're all a little on edge, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be back eventually. But in the meantime... Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mmexplains. Twitter, I'm Margaret underscore Heller. I'm M underscore Burnbaum. Try to convince Mike to watch The Sound of Music, tell him it's a Halloween movie. There are some scary <laughs> things in there. Do you even know the plot of The Sound of Music? Um, a happy family in Germany meets some Nazis. Someone sings Edelweiss. The end? You are completely wrong. Okay. Well, there are Nazis, and someone does sing Edelweiss. But that's about all you had correct. All right. <laughs> well, I'll have to think of a scary movie that you could stand to watch, and then we can trade. Oh, come on. I watched The Shining. If I've done that, you could watch The Sound of Music. I'm not opposed to watching The Sound of Music. It just never came up before. All right. Well, still, if you can convince him it's a Halloween movie... <clears throat> do so. I'd like to see these. It's very interesting to see the, what people come up with so far. I'll watch it. Okay. Alright. Uh-huh. I don't mind. Okay, so we're going to watch Sound of Music sometime. Maybe we'll have a Sound of Music podcast sure. coming up. Yeah. Um, you could rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud, I suppose. Don't. I mean, you can, but I don't. You don't have to, I guess. Whatever. This is just our... We don't check. This is, we do check, but I try we not check. to. Anyway, she whatever. Checks. It doesn't matter. This is our hobby. We do what we want. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to explain some more things to you. Bye. Bye.